0: Hi, welcome to Code Conversations. We're continuing our conversation with Mads Torgerson. So, you, before you showed us some really cool C7 features, and now you're going to show us how those features are designed in the open?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's, it's worth talking a little about how we arrive at these uh, language features that come out every once in a while. Um, and it's been uh, for C, uh, you know, sort of classically, it was uh, designed behind closed doors uh-huh. by Microsoft people in a room. Um, and there were good things and bad things about that. Um, the bad things were that um, we didn't design features in communication with the broader C-Sharp community, mm-hmm. and so we didn't have maybe um, good input on what's actually most important, uh, what are some scenarios that'll work better or worse with this design and so right, on. Right, right. Okay. So going open, we really have moved to a situation where we can have much more of a conversation with all the C-Sharp users and everyone who has an opinion and um, and as we go, as we design, get feedback. And So what we'll look at a little bit is the artifacts for that. Great. At the same time, a good thing was being in a room together and spending a lot of time face-to-face designing a language. Mm-hmm. And That's something that we've held on to. We still have a C-Sharp language design team that's about eight people mm-hmm. that meet four hours a week and wow. actually Go through the decisions and the, the different choices, and try to get creative and um, okay. and assign the language there. So we try to strike a balance there. Okay, but um, the main way that we interact with the community and language design um, is that there's simply a repo for C# language design on GitHub. Cool. Okay, so there's uh, it's a place that I, I have up here yeah. that is um, um, just a C C# lang repo under the .NET organization. Okay, and um, uh, the way this works is uh, we have the source code in this repo is documents that pertain to language design. There's no actual implementation code that happens in the Roslyn repo elsewhere. Okay. This is all about language design and the output, the code if you code, if you will, is, mm-hmm. the, uh, is design documents. And so, if you think about what happens with a, a feature idea or proposal, mm-hmm. typically it starts out in the issues section where there's a you know, very active discussion. Um, you can see here if we just go to issues. There's um, on this particular day. Um, it's been a few days since one of us went through and tagged everything with, with labels mm-hmm. um, consistently. Uh, but um, if you go down here, you can see we, we quickly like go in and say, uh, is this person uh, discussing something, suggesting a feature, or is this an issue with the, with the design and so on? And okay. So,
0: and this is public repo. Anyone can create an issue and absolutely. Okay. And anyone can comment on them.
1: And so, if we start, um, oh, here's one by, by Miguel de Casa, that's great. Um, he proposes uh, dictionary literals, that'd, that'd be cool. Um, so, if we go look at, um, look at that proposal, um, and you see he, he, he has an idea for syntax, for mm-hmm. how to do dictionary literals. He proposes it and people have opinions about it. Most people like it, it looks like. There's discussion, can we do this instead? What are some of the edge cases, whatever. Okay. And based on these, anyone can just like put a suggestion out there as, mm-hmm. a, as an issue. And we get lots and lots of those, right? And so, based on that, um, the language designers uh, we will go through and then occasionally we see something like, "Ah, oh, we should probably do that. And mm-hmm. Like, I think I would do that with this one here. Um, and then we decide that we want to champion it. And that means we go to the person who proposes it and says, could you submit a proposal as a pull request into the actual documentary? And then what happens is that somebody writes up a more formal proposal, um, we haven't gotten Miguel to do that for this one yet, but uh-huh. um, he writes up on a formal proposal. It goes into the proposals directory here, and here you can see sort of all the active proposals, all the things that have been proposed that we say this is worth discussing in the language sign meeting and seeing if it has legs and you know refining mm-hmm. over time and then eventually it'll either get adopted and move on to another state. You know, if it gets adopted in seven 7.1, it'll end up in that directory or we reject it, or maybe if it's just sits around for a long time, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. archive it elsewhere. Okay, so we can go in and look at one. Um, let's look at Lambda attributes here. Um, you can see there's a proposal that it uh, more formally describes. I
0: like that you have the checklist at the top. And there's a checklist
1: at the top that says, what's, what state is it in?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, and on top of that, the per- whoever on the language design team chose to champion this feature, um, they will. There'll be a, an issue that tracks that uh, that championing, if you will. So here's a here's a proposal champion label here. Uh, you can see all the things that are currently championed by by design team members and. And again, they have a checklist that that um, that moves it through the process of writing the proposal in the first place, discussing it in the
0: design meetings and so on. And if, if you're interested in one of these, then that's nice, you can follow that, yeah. that issue, right? And yeah.
1: It. So, this is one where um, the, there's not yet a proposal added, so it doesn't have a file in the directory we saw before mm-hmm. yet, but that's one of, that's the first ch- checkbox. And then this will be discussed in LDM, which is short for Language Design Meeting. Mm-hmm. And so, we meet up to two times a week, two hours at a time, and uh, triage things that are championed, uh, move forward the design um, uh, of the features that are active, and so on. And the outcome of those meetings is a bunch of meeting notes, which I write up. And um, I try to keep up with, they always, uh, I sit there in the meeting and I type some very messy notes, and I try to be, here's 2017 here, I, I try to put up even my, raw, messy notes, um, Mm -hmm. swallow all pride, and just put up the (laughs) gunky stuff here. So you see, here's here's a recent one that is just, it says, raw notes, uh, read at your own peril, right? But it'll have whatever (laughs) I got on paper at that point. And then at some point later, uh, and sometimes it's much later, but I try to make it not too much later, when I have time, I'll go back and clean it up. Um, And at that point, we'll put it in the readme, with a little summary of what it was about, and a link to uh, the cleaned up notes which will then describe, you know, all the things we discussed that day, what we decided and so on. Okay. And so people can just go in and follow this in real time. As the artifacts are produced, people can go and follow, comment, influence us in various ways. And this is how I think this is as much of a window as we can give into the design process mm-hmm. um and as much of a two way conversation as it can be when we still have like physical design meetings.
0: That's great. So people people can all the way through like someone outside the Team Miguel proposes a feature, right? And then you go through and, and um as you said, people can comment and they can watch all the way through to completion then.
1: Yeah. So if there is a problem with a feature, we will know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it, it works very well. Like we really it really helps us steer to the right decisions.
0: One, one nice thing with this, too, is you do have something written up uh, along the way, you know what I mean? And so yeah. it's not like, as far as documentation, you've got something to start with early on, even as it's being implemented.
1: Right, and another thing that is really useful is that we have a record of the, of the design Intent and mm-hmm. you know, of the, uh, the, the rationale for the reasons we took uh, one path uh, and not another. Right. And so when later someone says, why didn't we? Or why mm. didn't we do it this way instead? We can actually often go back and see, well, that's why. Oh, yeah. now I remember. That's because it allocates too much. Or right, that's because right. you know, it, it's ambiguous syntax or whatever. Yeah. So it, it, it helps us not repeat the same mistakes too often.
0: Awesome. OK, great. And we'll have a link to this in the show notes and people can get involved. Cool. All right, thanks Thank a lot. You. Thank you.